Good thing I'm not in the space program. <laughs> You'd be crashing into the surface of everything. Especially Uranus. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> Is hey, that the episode title? Uranus <laughs> really put the ass in astronomy. He did bring the joke full sphincters. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 367. It's a podcast recorded afternoon Atlantic Daylight Time. What's up, Halifax? I'm Mike. I'm Craig. <laughs> Are you? Atlantic daylight time. I was like, wait, what? what, what, what? Yeah, that's what comes. Uh, that's east, east of eastern. eastern. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. And that will Woo-hoo. be that will become important later in the show that we are recording after twelve o'clock. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> How's it going, Craig? Not too bad. There's a Kickstarter happening. What? Another one. You yeah, are a glutton for punishment. Uh, pretty much. Punishment by is... by being crushed under pallets of cash. Yeah, I think this is going to be the last Capers one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get the guest on board so he can talk about it, because he is partly responsible for me having an RPG design career. Welcome back, Matthew. Wow, thank you for that... Uh... That wonderful intro there, Craig. It uh, it has been a fun ride to watch this thing happen. Well, and, and uh, yeah, because you suggested an idea for a game way back that I took the germ of the idea and it, it became Murders and Acquisitions, and then I went from there. And so you're to blame for some of this. Um, and thanks uh, a lot, Mike, Matthew. Mike, hey, pipe down, <laughs> buddy boy, because you're just as much to blame because I never would have I never would have met Matthew uh-huh. if I hadn't gotten to know you back in wisconsin and then you moved and then i came and visited oh, and then crap. i eventually moved down See? it's it's one big long chain of dominoes all heading towards destruction yep so <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> so capers off world is on kickstarter as of this uh, well by the time you're listening to this it will have been a week and a day um tuesday march 24th uh it funded it blew through a few stretch goals and now we're in that middle run where everything kind of just slogs along i've talked about it before um had a couple of days where it kind of really went slow (laughs) and i was kind of like oh man come on let's just hope this is just like a couple of slow days or you know because there could be other things that could make the kickstarter just kind of underperform we'll see what happens um well it's understandable since nobody's at home with nothing to do well, for some people, it, it, it is an issue because money becomes tight. Um, so some people may be just putting it off. But at the same time, there's plenty of people who, like, they've they've got more time on their hands and they need their diversions. So um, I we actually uh, got, we saw some feedback from Kickstarter from one of the people, one of the employees who said that as everything was ramping up and people were starting to be at home and everything for 
the coronavirus, it was they were not seeing a significant drop off in pledging on Kickstarter. Hmm. Um, it's, you know, and, and I imagine that there are certain types of Kickstarters that maybe are taking a hit more, like if it's stuff that tends to be pricier. Um, you know, stuff that's like 50, 60, 100 bucks, whatever, you know, people might be a little bit more uh, conservative in their uh, just, you know, and expendable, spending. expendable income, you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, and it also could be that, you know, hey, this is like essentially the fifth Kickstarter for Capers. Um, maybe I've reached market saturation with the Kickstarter audience. So it's only going to go, you know, like people will get the, the, the supplement and kind of round out their collections. But I don't know how many I'll get as far as like people that buy the, the, the core book or any of the other older stuff. You're like finding new customers that haven't backed previously. Uh, then so again, we'll right at the at the end of the kick, is, is this a four weeker or a thirty dayer? Four weeks, yeah, yeah. So r- right on a Thursday, right at the end of this of the Kickstarters when everybody's getting their twelve hundred dollar check. So you that's know. true. I didn't hey, think pe- about that. Hey, everybody, Sweet. help! You know, help help the economy. Spend that mm-hmm. money. That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed <laughs> to hoard it. You're not supposed to save it. You're supposed to spend it. Spend it on Craig's Kickstarter. Um, which allows me to in turn continue to hire freelancers, which I am continuing to do. I had a, I, I, I shot emails out to everybody who I've been kind of talking to about doing freelance stuff and told them that I'm continuing forward with what I was planning on doing. So anybody who was kind of counting on that money being there, it's going to be keep there, counting so. on it. Yep. I'm going to keep doing stuff. So yeah, it's rolling. Let's stuff and things. Goes. Yay. Stuff well, I, and I things. Have, I actually have a question about this particular one. Uh oh. Yeah. I don't see an opportunity for being in the game either as a character or the cartoon, which was for the, the uh, excuse me, the graphic novel, which was way cool. Because I really wanted to be a sidekick named Meteorite. <laughs> um, well, Matthew, here's here's what happened. the The plan for all of this was. Um, to get this thing crunched out um, and, you know, d- get it all done in time for Gen Con. Now, hold on. Gen Con? Will there be a Gen Con? I Ooh. don't know. So that's, that's the killer. That's, that's really kind of kicking me in the ass like right now. Is like I may not have a Gen Con to premiere the whole game line at. If there um, is, it'll be after Summerfest, right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't know what we'll see what happens. I have no idea what the what, what the situation is going to be. But I, I went forward with the expectation that okay, well, this is when it was planned for, this is when I'm gonna do it. And the 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 plan there was because I was really shooting for Gen Con, I didn't want to put anything into the any backer levels in there that could potentially slow things down with having to get reference photos from people or having to have people generate um content, you know, like help design things for the game, because that stuff that does slow stuff down. You mean rely on other people to do something? Right. And it's, I've generally had good luck with people yeah. getting back to me on all of that, but all but it would still, take is one like one thing, or two, yeah. all it would take is one or two people dragging their heels. Okay. You know, yeah, I, I really wanted to create a character named uh, Meteorite that has a secret base. And of course, you guys can guess where my secret base is located um, Uranus. Exactly. Good Lord. Where else would it be? <laughs> I managed to not make any jokes about Uranus in the entire book. That is so disappointing. Well, you were saving it for Matthew today. I was. Yes. (laughs) Nice. I love that you saved Uranus for me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm an open-minded fella. (laughs) (laughs) With your eyes closed. Anyway. You never know what you're going to like until you try it. Goes, goes, Uh, goes. That goes for food. That goes for, uh, you know, just. Except broccoli. Uh, adventurous things to, you know, events to go to, things to try, to go, you know, places to go. There's lots of stuff. You never know what you're going to like until you try it, right? Do, do you want me to push push this uh, one step too far, this joke? Because I got great, something. Great setup, Mike. Is that like popping your chocolate cherry? Wow, nothing. Okay. Uh, Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> what? Oh, Boris Gump. <laughs> no, I think it's more to the you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Aspect yeah. of that. Who thought corn would be good in chocolate? <laughs> I learned I learned recently that Tom Hanks was um considered for the role of Lestat in Interview with the Vampire. If you've seen Interview with the Vampire and you don't remember who Lestat is, that's Tom Cruise's character. Right. Okay. So they just um, went with a different Tom. Who's, he's the really evil one who makes Louis Brad Pitt's character into a vampire and then just kind of tortures him. Has Tom Cruise ever played, or not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks ever played most of the movie, a truly evil character. I don't know. I mean, well, he's played as Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. I I don't think think Tom Hanks has. I don't think Tom Cruise has other than Lestat, to be honest. Yeah. Um, But, Tom Hanks was up for the role of the sat. He turned it down to do Forrest Gump. Oh, so I found myself wondering, like, what would what would Lestat maybe? What if Tom Hanks had had planned to do Forrest Gump and he had got that accent figured out, and then he decided, no, I'll do <laughs> Interview with a Vampire instead. And then Tom Cruise played Forrest Gump sure. as Lestat. <laughs> but it would be Tom, you know, Tom. It would be Forrest Gump saying things like, you know, evil is a point of view. <laughs> God kills indiscriminately, <laughs> as bo- as do we. <laughs> Mama always said life is like a chalice full of blood. It's so easy. You feel sorry for them. You get accustomed to it. <laughs> I've never seen that movie, so I don't you know if those are actual quotes or not. You get used to killing. Killing. <laughs> I, picked, I picked quotes that had like gumpisms that you could do with the G at the end and everything. Yeah. What's the, the little girl character's name in that? Uh, her name. It's is, not Jenny. Uh, is that? No, it's not Jenny. <laughs> um, Claudia. <laughs> that doesn't work with. You made Claudia into a vampire. <laughs> She's just a little girl. <laughs> She'll never grow up. That's, that's Claudia's whole shtick in the thing too, is that she gets really, really angry that they made her into a vampire because she'll never <laughs> yeah. mature. Claudia, I do know what immortality is. <laughs> Louie, you are so frustrating. So I haven't, Craig, you've, <laughs> I've only seen like the trailer or, or, uh, or, or, cl- what? or clips for uh, the, I can't think of what it's called. The Mr. Rogers movie. Um, oh, with the Tom, the Tom Hanks one. Yeah. 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 Uh, you've seen it though. Yes, but every yes. clip of it that I've seen where he talks, it's he. It sounds kind of like Forrest Gump. Like it doesn't sound like Mister Rogers to me. And I don't no, know if it's just he, the clips. He, he has a total Mister Rogers vibe okay. in there. I mean, it's it's Tom Hanks's voice. It's like no, no, I know. But yeah, he's 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 very much got a, a Mister Rogers. Because there are if, there are similarities between Forrest Gump and Mister Rogers. Well, but to me, I mean, it just I couldn't not they both, I could they not both spoke hear. they both spoke simply. Yes. 
you know, Mr. Rogers spoke simply to because he was speaking to children and Forrest Gump spoke simply because he was Forrest Gump and essentially the mind of a child. Um, but uh, yeah, if you watch that that Tom Hanks thing, don't expect it to be a biopic about like we're no. going to follow Tom or uh, Mr. Rogers career from beginning all the way through. That's not what it's about. No, not very much. Not what it's about. It was very different than I expected it to be. It was dark. It, it got was, a little. It, it got it a little dark. dark. Uh, it's 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 about the the other dude's journey to discovering himself through Mr. Rogers. Yeah, and he's the journalist. He's kind of a, he's kind of a pessimist. They're, they're the, the journalist who's interviewing Mr. Rogers, and he's mm-hmm. kind of a pessimist. He doesn't believe that Mr. Rogers is really like that in real life. He right. thinks it's all a show, and then he meets Mr. Rogers and comes to realize very slowly that no, this is really what this guy is like. There is no facade. That's yeah. Phil, Philip from the Americans. What I can't think of the actor's name. The English guy. It's very good, but it was like yeah. about guy. half the movie before I realized. Okay, I have to settle in. This is going to be different. This, this isn't <laughs> about Mr. Rogers. Become, I kept waiting for it to become a biopic. Yeah. Well, that was how I felt with uh, uh, Best of Show. I kept waiting for it to be a real movie, <laughs> and then had to watch it again, realizing it wasn't. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, the whole Christopher Guest mockumentary line of cinema. Yeah. Uh, have they done any of those? Have those folks done anything lately? What? I don't I don't think they have. I know. I know uh, individually they do things that yeah. are kind of in that vein because it's kind of what they're known for. But I'm trying to think is Christopher Guest. It's been a while. I think the last one was a mighty wind. That was a long time ago. Or was the home for Purim one, whatever that one was. I don't oh, even know what that the is. One that was about the the Jewish holiday where the whole family's coming back together. That for your consideration was two thousand six. Wow, it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Is he still alive? Oh, that's a good question. Please tell me he's still alive. I didn't miss him. He is. He's like seventy-two. Yeah. Only, you know, who he's married to. Um, I know this. He's oh, crap! I can't think. Who is it? Tell me. All I've got are these and this head of hair. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, yes, yes. That's oh, right. Yeah, we yeah. talked about that on the show. And, and they got married in '84. Holy crap, sticks! <laughs> and she was recently in *Knives Out*, which is spectacular. So yeah, I haven't seen that. I want to. Oh, um, it's so good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, for your consideration, yeah, that was after my a mighty wind, and then it's been a TV movie, a special. He did some, yeah, he does hasn't done another one of those movies. Wonder if he's going to. Anyway, do you guys want to hear uh, Mr. Rogers visiting a Chicago marijuana dispensary? Oh lord. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing this is a parody. <laughs> yes, Craig, you might recognize the the voice. Okay. Of the the man playing Mr. Rogers here. Mr. Rogers visits Midway Dispensary. This is Midway Dispensary. It's where they have the marijuana. Let's go inside. Hi, how can I help you? Hello, I'm Fred Rogers. This is my television neighbor. We're here to see Craig. You can head on back. We've been expecting you. Oh, thank you. Hello. 
Are you Craig? I am. Hey, Mr. Rogers. Wonderful to, to meet you. Say hello to my television neighbor. Hey, guys. How you doing? You have a very <laughs> fancy place here, Craig. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming. Is there someone who can show me some of the wonderful things that you have behind the Absolutely. Couch? Can you show me that one? Yes. It's a pipe. It's called a bobble spoon. It's called a bobble spoon. Correct. I like it when you say bobble spoon. Bobble spoon. Let's say it together. Okay. Bobble spoon. That was fun. This, this sounds is known so as a saxophone pipe. Now, the what? Thing about this it sounds so much like an episode. That's what he talked that's what oh, I know. Yeah, but the, like, yeah, yeah, but they're showing him pipes and bongs and things. But did you I, recognize I, the voice, Craig? I I do. I just can't place it. It's Mike Toomey, Chicago comedian. Okay, he's got like um, <laughs> he's got the red sweater, you know, sure. the cardigan on, and uh, over a shirt and tie and khakis, and he's got like <laughs> plastic hair. It's not a wig. It's like plastic hair, like you would buy at a at a uh, like back headroom. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, yeah. It looks like something you'd get at a at a Halloween store, um, but it's done really well. Like they hit all his real hair. But anyway, but he does that. He's got that cadence of Mister Rogers' voice down. That it's that what it's what I wasn't hearing Tom Hanks do in those in the clips. But again, like I said, I I've only seen the clips, so I will take Craig's word for it. I need we need to watch that movie. Although there's so much stuff to watch on streaming now, Picard. And- is free. All of right. the Star Trek stuff is free on Dude, CBS. You just have to have an account. When, you don't have to pay. One thing to keep in mind too, when when a really well known actor or actress plays a, anybody, a known famous. real yeah. person, it's very hard to not see like the actor in it. Very rarely does an actor completely just disappear into like a real care a real person, like because you know what the real person is supposed to be like. You can't help but be like, oh, that's, you know, like I'm, I was watching the, the Mr. Rogers thing and I was always aware that that was Tom Hanks because it's oh, yeah. Tom freaking Hanks. Sure. You know, yeah. so. And Tom yeah, Hanks I, plays Tom Hanks better than anybody. Like I lost track that it was Val Kilmer in The Doors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He really disappeared into that. And I didn't know. Especially with the singing. I don't, I don't know. He sang all of that as himself. Well, as I know, <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Rogers. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of lost track that it was Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. I bought it. I, I believe yeah, I, it. I enjoyed it, but I, yeah. I was always like, I was always like, I'm watching Tom Hanks play Mr. Rogers. So it was actually helpful that there weren't a lot of other actors in there that were like really, really no- recognizable. So it actually helped the whole movie to be like, because if it, if they had stunt casted that entire movie, I'd be like, wow, this is like, look, hey, look, it's you know, <laughs> there's Meryl Streep. And there's <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Anyway, that's all I got about that. And that's all I got to say about that. Oh, man. What's news, Craig? Florida man. Oh, boy. Um, a Florida man is back in jail for, uh, well, for impersonating a law enforcement officer just days after he was arrested for what do you think? He, what did he do the first time? And then shortly, like just a couple of days later, he was arrested Imperson- again for impersonating a law enforcement officer. Hmm. What did he do the first time? Go ahead. Either one of you guess. Urinating in public. 
urinating on a police officer. No, he impersonated a police officer. <laughs> oh, and then, a, see, and then a couple days later, he impersonated a police officer again. Again. Did, did right. he arrest himself? No, but he got called out on it the second time because the person that he was impersonating a police officer to was somebody who had seen the news article about him <laughs> impersonating a police officer. Hey, the man's got perseverance. I respect that. That had a picture of him in it. <laughs> and, and, and defined specifically what the crime, well, you know, what the crime was, what he had done. So it's like the person, like, and it was two days later, so the person had not forgotten yet. So hey, like, I just saw that guy's mugshot. <laughs> Is this, like, he, the guy had to be, like, Where's Ashton Kutcher? Is this? Yeah. Did they bring punked back? Jeez. I mean, is this like, is Alan Funt around the corner? <laughs> he had to be thinking he was getting pranked. Like, this is the actual, this is the guy I read about him two days ago. I still have the newspaper right here. <laughs> and he did. He had the newspaper. Hold it up to his face. Hey, wait, I've got some ID for you. We had this criminal who was arrested for impersonating a police officer dress up as a police officer and oh boy were the laughs just great let's watch the tape the laughs came fast and furious that's my own fun (laughs) little kids look them up (laughs) um yeah so there you go yeah florida man good job (laughs) yay florida man keep swinging buddy you'll connect (laughs) what else is news um, I have some uh, science news. This isn't really news in the in the um, uh, new sense. It's that's, that's okay. I do stuff like that. It's repeated. Science. It's news that's come up again. I don't think we covered this the first time a couple of years ago, but it's being repeated now because uh, uh, it talks about like tiny microscopic things that can get in you. Um, and apparently, <laughs> apparently that's in vogue right now. Um. But uh, I was. I resemble that remark. (laughs) Sorry. I debated briefly. I had the joke right away. Yeah. Yeah. I debated whether or not I should should say it because yeah. (laughs) I apologize. It's probably a poor choice, but go ahead. Well, hopefully Matthew's penis isn't um on everyone's food, like some bacteria when you drop your food on the floor. Yes, we're. Debunking the five-second rule. Mushroom stamp. (laughs) That would work with the picture that they have in this article as a cupcake with a lot of icing on it. Um, (laughs) Okay, so science. So uh, the five-second rule. You know, like when you drop your food on the floor, you have five... How quickly will the germs get on it? Sure, sure. And we're we're told that you have five seconds to pick it up and and then you Mm -hmm. can eat it. If it's after five seconds, you have to throw it away, right? Do we know where this started? I don't think it started in any sort of science. I think it's a joke that just kept going. Middle Ages. But um, did run away Doesn't feel like it has any sort of basis in in fact. There's no plague on that food. Pick it up. <laughs> when is uh? What time? What what centuries are the considered the Middle Ages? <laughs> uh, well, um, you have okay, so. The Roman Empire, Eastern Western Roman Empire, fell around 400, and then you have the Dark Ages until about 1066, mm, when yeah, William the Conqueror 
Okay, th- th- thanks for that um call incredibly about, long intro. I would I would call it call it about four to five hundred years on either side of the year that one thousand. That would be that cl- general area. Okay, cr- yeah, Craig. Uh, according to Wikipedia, which you know it says the Renaissance was between was swinging by the fifteen hundred yeah, between the fifth and fifteenth centuries. So Matthew is correct. This uh, it did start during the Middle Ages. Um. It started with Genghis Khan of all people. Of course it did. Yeah. 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 The uh his aluminum bat. (laughs) Bill and Ted. And his stopwatch. You know how many people touched that bat before he stuck it in his mouth? Jeez, at a sporting goods store? Well he 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 just he bit it. He didn't lick it. Um he put his lips on it. Did he? He had to. Can't wait, are we talking about a baseball bat or something else an aluminum <laughs> bat he bites it and they do the crunch sound or the click of his yeah. teeth hitting. you can bite something without it touching your teeth or your lips i have a hard time believing that uh genghis khan wouldn't have at least taken a little lick of that bat as he was biting it but well a lick is different because that's with your tongue Oh my God! Are we arguing the semantics of this? Anyway, anyway, it started with Genghis Khan. Go, Mike. yes, he he enacted the Khan rule at bank banquets. That, you're <laughs> you're you're making that up. This is no. This is on the internet. This is a lie. Well, this is on, when when people would drop food, he'd get really angry. It was the wrath of Khan. Oh, this is on Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay. Food that fell on the floor was good to eat no matter how long it sat there. Why? Because any... they didn't understand anything about microbes. <laughs> well, there's that. And any <laughs> meals prepared for Khan were good enough for his company. What happened to the food on the way from the kitchen to the plate proved of little consequence. So the, the did food you, did was... Did you say consequence? Ah! <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't write it uh, or spell it that way in this. They should have. Oh, uh, yeah. drop the ball. Yeah, dusting away visible dirt particles made food palatable once more if it if it were to fall on the floor. I got most of the dirt off of there. Um, in the 19th century, so now uh, we're, we're past the Middle the, Ages. Genghis gives you the a big grin and the thumbs up. Ding! Yeah. <laughs> a glint on his tooth. <laughs> the one he has left, yeah. You, 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 <laughs> dust, you dust the, the, the rat dung off the top of your whatever. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, go. Sorry. Louis Pasteur, you know, the uh, guy that gave us pasteurization. Pasteurization? Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he discovered all of those uh, little microorganisms that we're familiar with now that uh, led to germ theory and the revelation that germs are, in fact, everywhere, uh-huh. including poop germs. Yes, on your toothbrush in the packaging before you open it. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. on everything. You can't avoid it. Yeah. Fecal coliform bacteria. Julia Child, in a 1963 episode of The French Chef, I guess this is PBS, while attempting to flip a potato pancake during one of her shows, she missed, and it ended up uh, on the stovetop. It sat for approximately four seconds before she tossed it back into the pan. What's she doing for four seconds? Talking to the camera. Oh, I missed the thing, and now I let me get it back off the... Waste not, what not, I always say. It's French, and more five-second rule. <laughs> she quickly explained the five-second rule in that voice. <laughs> oh. 
But then, okay, so it was four four Did years they ago. Five? They couldn't redo that. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, film is expensive. Um, sure. And they were probably using film in 1963. I don't think they had. Did they have yeah, videotape back then? Didn't have much of a budget. Sure. Um, Donald Schaffner, a food microbiologist at Rutgers University, conducted a two-year study. So there's a 33% chance this is accurate. Into the five-second rule. The conclusion? No matter how fast you rescue food that's fallen on the floor, bacteria will contaminate it. It happens instantaneously. The only thing is how much. And that depends on where the food falls and what the surface of the food is made up of. And Right. So if you like drop that. it on the floor in Genghis Khan's <laughs> dining hall, it's probably got deadly stuff on there. Oh, yeah. Like on its way to the floor. <laughs> Just as it's passing through the air. Like a parachute that captures badness. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The more uh, moist the food is, the (laughs) higher a chance that it's going to uh, suck up more germs. And those germs are going to like replicate themselves very, very quickly, too, because moisture. Yeah. Moisture. Warmth and moisture. According to the... Like a nice moist pancake. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not quite finished. Care to care to guess the food that was by? It says by far. It doesn't say give us numbers, but it says by uh, according to the study, by far proved the greatest germ magnet. <laughs> Good. It's going to be like what I eat regularly. Go ahead, buttered toast. Craig, you have a guess? I have no idea. Watermelon. Oh, okay. I don't eat a watermelon ever, so <laughs> I'm germ free. What you got against watermelon, Craig? But what if it lands? Uh, if I want know. water. I've got. I mean, there's a tap right there. <laughs> and if you want melon, you have multiple other choices. Types, other types of yeah. melons and lots of melons. Just ways to get fiber in other ways. I love me some watermelon. watermelon I'll tell you good. what. I just don't. I never buy it for myself. It's like if I no. happen to go to a picnic, maybe there will be a slice of watermelon with me. <laughs> when was the last time you were at a picnic? I've never seen a watermelon that said Craig on the outside. Well, you when was the last the... time you were at a picnic, Craig? You haven't, you haven't gone to my picnics lately. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boo-boo. Hey, Yogi. <laughs> a piece of watermelon with your name on it. Thank you, boo-boo. Well, the Ripley's Believe It or Not is a great segue into uh, <laughs> my first segment here. Oh, I guess we're done with news. Okay. Well, we can always come back to news. I mean... Whatever. This is this is in this the Tarantino episode where Screw we do rules. things out of order. Sure. Screw the rules. Eh, rules are it's more like pirate code. Uh, if you wanted to visit Ripley's Believe It or Not, where would you go? I went to a Ripley's Believe It or Not museum in some uh, somewhere on vacation when I was a kid. I can't think of where it was. It might have been in Yellowstone. Just like one of those little tourist trap kind of places that had a few things in it. I know. I think there's one in Pigeon. Big official. In Pigeon. official one, I don't know. I know there's one in Pigeon Forge, because I've seen it. Mm -hmm. No. No. Don't know where the official one is. L.A. Oldest city in America. Oh, St. Augustine. St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, That's the uh, the official Ripley's, believe it or not. Believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) Want, want. And, and the reason St. Augustine is uh, of, of consequence for, well, Mike, you and I today. 
Oh, and oh my god, look at the time as we are recording this. It is eleven fifty nine a.m. Eastern. Exactly. I've been holding out until this this wonderful <laughs> precious moment. So I have uh, brought a dram of whiskey from the Saint Augustine Distillery to share. Yes, I have. I have my tiny little bottle here with I, me. I, I brought your bottle over yesterday. Yes, thank you. Um, Craig? Uh-huh. Just take a lap. I'm uh, on it. The, uh, the St. Augustine Distillery is relatively new. You can only actually buy this locally. I haven't seen it anywhere else. Um, last time I was down there, I took a tour of the distillery, which is in the old ice plant. In St. Augustine. The old ice plant? Was yeah. that where they made the giant blocks of ice for the ice box in your house? Yes. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, <laughs> Well, I they, think it would have to be. <laughs> well, of course it is. They, <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they did a really good job of, of keeping the character of, of the, the old ice plant and then building the distillery inside. And they do, um, they make a rum, they make uh, Ice plants only grow in winter, right? Depends on how much you water them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, They also make uh, rum, gin, and vodka. And uh, I brought home a couple of bottles of their bourbon. I brought the the Florida straight bourbon. And then the uh, what we're having this morning, Mike, is their port finished bourbon. Okay, uh, so that's uh, aged in uh, old barrels it's, it's of finished, port. Finished in, in finished. Port barrels. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, to legally is... be bourbon, you have to be first aged in virgin chode charred oak barrels, and then um, something. And I re- I really enjoy whiskeys and bourbons that are uh, finished in a different barrel. How like long the, is the is the finishing process? Generally a couple of years. And and uh, is that on top of the aging yes. or so yes. if it says it's ten year age, it's actually been it's been ten years in the, the oak barrel and two years finished in something? Well a, a lot of bourbons don't have ages on them. Uh because like at Jack Daniels, they say the bourbon's ready when the bourbon's ready. And bourbon ages like my games. <laughs> they're ready when they're ready. Yeah. Uh, and the the folks at the St. Augustine Distillery claim that their bourbon ages faster because of the high heat and humidity content in Florida, uh, meaning that the it gets absorbed into the barrel more more times in less time. Uh, but then <laughs> after it's it's ready, then they take a small batch of the the Florida bourbon and then put it in used port barrels and let it sit there for a while. Uh, and you can definitely tell a difference in the color, and then the nose is mm, really good. That smells really good. Yeah. All of their, uh, all of their ingredients are locally sourced, which is, which is really cool. So the, the citrus that they use, the, the corn, um, all, all of it is, is local to the, the St. Augustine region. Um, which is one of the reasons that they're very small batches. So with that, uh, very nice color. I sent you a picture of the bottle and uh, my glass this morning. Oh, and by the way, I'm actually drinking it out of my uh, St. Augustine Distillery Glen Karen glass. 
Ooh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the especially the port finish. Uh, when I when I take a sip of the, of the port finished whiskeys, I tend to just let it sit there for a little bit before before I completely consume the the taste. It's um, one on not day drinking. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh... It's uh, very flavorful, mm-hmm. but also very smooth, it's, which is it's very smooth. It's the best a combination. Really nice yeah. Uh, very little spice whatsoever. And, and I think that's because of the, the citrus they put in just the regular Florida bourbon. Uh, but it's, it's also, and this is part of being the port finish, it's very viscous. It's very, very, it's thick. It is, yeah. Um, which which is nice, especially especially in the wintertime. Uh, unlike the Jack Gold, which is finished in a maple barrel, which is typically lighter and thinner. Taste, does it, that make it taste like syrup? Can you put it on your floor pancake? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> or your, or your uh, stovetop pancake? If you're Julia well, Child, it, it kills the germs. Well, sure. So any of those germs that got soaked up by your floor pancake <laughs> uh, are then killed by the whiskey. I mean, you know, like the great philosopher Ron Swanson once said, "Whiskey is sanitizer for your insides." <laughs> Did he say that? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Mm. <sighs> I just remember clear liquors are for women. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried twice in my life. <laughs> and that's and not when... true. He's he's cried. We we saw him cry during more uh, more events than what than than what he described there. I, I, I did see uh, I did see a comment that uh, about the current global thing that's happening. Uh, Leslie Nope would have a binder for this. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we but talked yeah, we talked about that last week about how uh, you know once once this thing is over, you know the way people are gonna you know appreciate being outside and with other people, and that you know parks are going to be very important. And I made the observation that we we are going to need more Leslie Nopes and Ron Swansons yep. in the world. Amen to that. Although you know nothing's changed for me. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I've been <laughs> practicing this since two thousand one. <laughs> Yeah, we all need to be. Uh, you need to make a binder about working from home and publish that, and and send it to all the all these companies that are freaking out. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, how do we do this? My, my, my binder would look like Ron Swanson's report on the government. You know? <laughs> one a single piece of paper with one yeah. sentence. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> well, what would your uh, what would your one sentence about working from home be? Hmm. Distill it down for us. Still, ha! distill. <laughs> uh, liquor delivery service. Yeah. Okay. I need one of those. I think you can probably get that. Did they not? Did they okay that here, Craig? You can you can buy whiskey on Amazon in Singapore and the UK. Uh, Georgia has okayed um, beer and wine delivery. Delivery, that, yeah, that's that's what I thought. Beer and wine, yeah. though, not liquor. Okay, yeah, figures. 
So what do you think of the Port's finished uh, St. Augustine Distillery, Florida bourbon? I love it. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. you dropping that off. Uh, yeah. Price point. This is a, this isn't, uh, you're not going to mix this with tab <laughs> with your mullet wearing Camaro redneck neighbor. Well, uh, you can, I mean, uh, the, the port finished is, is about 80 bucks a bottle. Okay. The regular Florida bourbon is about 50 bucks. Uh, and I do have a bottle of that and, and it's good too, but I just, I love this port finish and it's uh, 102 proof. So Mike is going to be hammered in, in seven minutes. <laughs> I poured half of that bottle out into my glass, which was about a pinky finger. All right. Four minutes. Like three quarters of a finger. I haven't, I haven't had it all yet. I'm savoring. Savor it. Savor it. So <laughs> that's my whiskey minute. St. <laughs> Augustine Distillery. If you can get down to the first city, make sure you do the tour. Um, it's free and they give you samples. Ooh. Yes. So now that you're uh, loosened up there, Matthew, um, <laughs> what else did you want to talk about? You know, 2020 has really sucked. <laughs> it really has. I mean, the year, just in general, the, the year I mean, 2020, the vision is awesome. Uh, it's hindsight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll look back on this year and think it was a great year, but not now. Oh, my God. If that happens, shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> if we get to 2021 and go, man, I, you know, compared to now, 2020 was great. If we get to 2025 and people are like, oh, the good old days. days. Remember 2020? That was much fun that was. Well, although, although there might be like introverts right now. <laughs> I totally don't understand these people that are going stir crazy. Finally, people understand. Nobody's asking me to go out and go anywhere. No, no, it's great. Uh, no, I mean, all right, right off the bat, January seventh, Neil Peart dies. Yeah, yeah. Greatest drummer, the greatest band in all of rock and roll history. Well, I don't know movie. about the greatest band, but the probably yeah. the greatest drummer, arguably the greatest drummer. Sure. I just, I mean, no more Rush. And it's just the greatest band of all time uh, isn't from Canada. It's from America. So. Well, I mean, that's like saying the best ballerina in Gavelston. <laughs> Gavelston? <laughs> it's a is, suburb. Is that where they make uh, judge hammers? Yeah, they, they make Gavelston. In Gavelston? <laughs> yeah. How much have you been drinking, Matthew? <laughs> oh, what time is it? <laughs> You, what what was that, Craig? That you told us earlier? You can't. Uh... You can't drink all day if you don't start when you wake up. Cheers. I mean, they're competing against Brian Adams for and, and Justin Bieber for heaven's sake. So I mean, <laughs> but yeah. Now, now the Canadian government has apologized for Brian Adams on several occasions. <laughs> and then um, later in February. Jens Nygaard Nudsen passed away. What? Who? And he was very important in, in my life, especially as a child growing up. And, and even now, I have some of his artifacts sitting on my shelves here in the, uh, the International Worldwide Headquarters. Okay. He was the inventor of the Lego minifigure. 
Oh. Yeah. Nudson, not Knudsen? Knudsen. Knudsen. K-N-U-D-S-O-N. I know it's pronounced Nygaard, because I know another guy named Nygaard. Oh, yeah. How do they pronounce it in Denmark? Um, I know. I knew a, a, a Knudsen in, in Wisconsin. That's Knudsen. Yeah, the mini the minifig, one of the several inventions that uh, saved Lego from um, mm-hmm. bankruptcy. Yep, watch the Lego the Lego documentary. Um, oh, it's brilliant! Yeah, yeah. Like every every like fifteen years, they do something that because Lego is like Lego has almost died a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. We think of Lego as being like this enduring thing that's been around forever and it's always popular, always has been. No, it's almost gone belly up a bunch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, several several times in our lifetime. Yes. In my lifetime, it has almost died a couple of times. Yeah. You know, uh, now, have you seen in the documentary, they talk about the, the headquarters. The architecture of their headquarters building is absolutely brilliant. It, it is fantastic. I mean, it is giant Lego. It's designed as if it could be built out of Lego blocks. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, I do remember freshman year at uh, architecture school, you know, we were build, building models, and I thought maybe it'd be kind of fun, made them kind of silly and ironic to build a model out of Lego and use that in Design Studio. I had but somebody in, do it. in one of my studios do that one second. Yeah, and I thought, well, that would involve me going home and getting well. All right, it's already too much effort. Where's some chipboard? Craig, how did your classmate fare in their uh, jury? Uh, he did fine because he was really artsy fartsy, and the professor for that particular studio was really artsy fartsy, designy whiny. So he was the favorite student. Oh, okay. Yeah, they can. Yeah. They get to do whatever they want. Yeah, I had a classmate well, who. If you're um, if you're with the right professor, that artsy fartsy sure. um, uh, student, when he was in the uh, the studio with the guy who wants to see you actually draw construction drawings and figure out how something's going to get put together. <laughs> wow, we didn't have those professors at my school, and I went we to had, a technical school. We had we had, we <laughs> we had, had nothing but artsy fartsy. We had a few professors that would would ask you like, "Oh, well, that's wonderful, but how are you going to build that?" We had those professors, but they taught the classes about how to build it. They didn't get to teach the studio classes. They only let the artsy-fartsy people do the studio classes at my school. It came up now. eh, I mean, it was mostly artsy-fartsy, designy-whiny in the studios, (laughs) but there were certainly some. (laughs) I call it. I have have a very specific reason for calling it designy-whiny. Because. And it doesn't have to do with alcohol? No, it has to do with. You know, it's all, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all art. It's all subjective. And so like anytime you like, whatever you design, you have to just be ready to defend it. And uh, if you get, you know, somebody on the jury who's, you know, doesn't like it, then they're going to whine about how they don't like it. And they're not going to really, you're not going to learn anything from them. They're just going to tell you they don't like it. I, we, I've talked about it in the, in the studio, on the, on the show where I had a, I, I got up in the grill of one of my professors who was being a little prick. Um. Professor Wishney. I'll call him Professor Wishney because that was his name. Uh, <laughs> Appropriate. And, uh, yeah. Well, I basically, yeah. He was like giving me, t- telling me how much he didn't like my design. And I said, so do you have anything constructive to, to criticize about it? Anything constructive to say about it? And he said, no. And I said, okay. And I went to the next person and everybody's butt cheeks and sphincters just tightened up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I started ignoring one of the jurors. I did that in, uh, in, I was tired of it. There was like this was like my fifth, uh, you know, studio. I was like, I was in my master's years, and I was just like, I'm just not gonna sit here and like try to fight this guy over something he clearly doesn't like. Moving on, yeah. I had gotten to the point where I realized it's all just art. 
I did that in 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 my final year too. There were there were these two professors vi- like visiting. They would come and and just do the sit on the juries and 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 criticize. They didn't actually. They would occasionally teach. Like it was the, it was weird. Like they would they would come and beg for a job when they needed money, and the school would hire them for a, a semester, and then they would get another architecture job and leave. <laughs> but they wow. kept coming back because the school. Oh needed you know teachers i don't know but they were just douchebags and <laughs> Sounds like professor wishney yeah and uh and in in I don't know, was it my final jury or my second to last jury i can't remember if it was a fall or spring semester but they they started going off on me about something stupid and uh like and and i just shot i shot them down and and then i i stopped um talking to them I would also like to paint the complete visual picture of Brian Wishney for you, Professor Wishney. Um, he was about five foot eight, wore all black, was bald with a ponytail. Ooh. Ouch. Yep. The um, only thing that was missing was a neon sign over his head that said prick with an arrow pointing yeah. down. My, my, my two, one of them was uh, tall with like a... Uh, uh, you know, like black hair and a goatee and funny glasses, and he, he like he he might have worn a beret, but he, I don't think he did though. But he was the kind of person that would have worn a beret, like as like a tall, like a French artist kind of guy, but not French and not wearing a beret. <laughs> and the other what, guy what, looked just like Eric Stoltz. Was it a raspberry <laughs> beret? No. <laughs> I am reasonably certain that Professor Wishney had a hat rack of berets. Yeah. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta prevent that. Um. <laughs> That bald spot and, above and, the ponytail and, and from getting sunburned. Kids going to college and dealing with artsy fartsy professors and stuff like that. Um, they're not all terrible. There was Professor Jules who was um was an artsy fartsy guy and um was really cool. Yeah, yeah. We had um my favorite one of uh, one of my favorite professors was a uh, super artsy fartsy theory into architecture theory, and uh, mm-hmm. I got into it with him a couple of times, and um but. I he's great and now he's in charge of the program there so I love him he's awesome I had a professor <laughs> let me use a Calvin and Hobbes strip as the basis of my entire design that was fun oh you want to know what one of my greatest disappointments was in mm. in architecture schools and this all relates to professor Jules and professor Wishney I was gonna say um, the fact that we all stayed in it and graduated that's Rick my Jules, biggest disappointment Rick Jules was my I made I, I asked him he was my uh my my lead guy uh my my um advisor for my master's thesis um so he was in like so it was him and then there was two other people that i invited to be as kind of part of that so they were they would i would talk to them a little bit during the course of the design work and then they were on the jury but the juries are open so anybody could come and go so like jury day it's just people walking around going to all these different presentations absolutely anybody students faculty family and friends and professor wishney was in there and this is mind you this is a year after our altercation so it's still fresh in my memory. <laughs> um, and <coughs> Professor Wishney was in there. And um, he's sitting there and I was like, and I, I saw him and I thought, oh, and my, my parents were there. And I'm like, all right, Brian, it's up to you. <laughs> Am I going to be a prick in front of my parents? Because if you start giving me shit, I'm going to be a prick in front of my parents. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take your crap. But he kept his gap shut and I, I moved on. <laughs> but I was fully prepared to like let my parents see a side of me that they had never seen. They but probably would have loved it. 
I'm seeing, I'm seeing a common theme here because my dad would have laughed. My mom yeah. probably would have been horrified. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. My, my final jury was pretty much a train wreck too because I was, <laughs> I was a prick. Uh, you, I, Matthew? The, no, uh, I was, I was a smart aleck. Never. And um, <laughs> I, I have the dubious distinction of being the very first undergraduate student at Georgia Tech to use a computer in design class. Oh no. And my professor, Dale Durfee, God rest his soul, it was a great professor. He was awesome. He's like, let's totally embrace this. Let's, let's just see what it does. And, um, but the two of you so, were the only ones that were excited about it. Yeah. And he <laughs> told me, he's like, he's like, I don't want you to do drawings. I want you to roll up a computer. Oh, no. And, and show your design and renderings and drawings on a, you know, I, I really want to embrace it. So that's what I did. And I was the first person to go. And, uh, and I, I mean, when I say roll up a computer, I had, remember those, the, the old carts that would hold overhead projectors or film yeah. strips. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I rolled one of those up because it had a giant 17 inch monitor and, yeah, um, big monitor. gray powder coated steel yeah. with casters. Yeah, exactly. yeah, sure. So I started going through my design and of course the, the jury was just all kind of weirded out. And the very first question was, well, how much did you do and how much did the computer do? Oh my Lord. <laughs> Yeah. And I said, well, I did all of this. And they said, well, all you did was press some keys on a keyboard. All you and did I said, was hold a pen in your yeah. And I said, well, several million in a very particular order. <laughs> and and so they were, you know, one guy's like, I just, I, I can't see it. I can't, I don't even know how to judge this because I look at these drawings down here and I see that somebody created that. I look at this and I see a computer. I don't, I don't see that you created anything or did anything. I don't. And finally I held up both hands and I said, look, I really don't care what you think about this. I, I really don't, but this is a great idea. And if you were smart enough to invest money into what I'm presenting here, you'd be very rich. One juror got up and left. <laughs> they all demanded that I fail. Oh, of course. Design yeah. studio sure. And not graduate. Because you didn't design with the appropriate implement. Right. Yeah. And uh, obviously I did graduate, but oh, it was, it was a beautiful train wreck. And then I, and this was totally unplanned, totally unscripted. This is, this is just life being awesome. I rolled the computer out because I had to go put it back at the design lab because somebody was waiting to use it. I went down, went outside, sat down on the bench right in the architecture courtyard. My buddy Bryn Byers was sitting there. And uh, seriously, totally unplanned. He reaches in, grabs a cigarette, lights it, hands it to me, pulls out a duffel bag from underneath the bench, pulls out a red stripe, pops the cap, hands it to me, <laughs> pulls a red stripe out for himself, pops it. We still haven't said anything. We haven't eye contact. Clink bottles, took a big drag. And to no one in particular, I said, hi, effing out of here. <laughs> <laughs> It was beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, all three of us had wonderful train wrecks as final juries. That's great. Well, mine wasn't a train wreck, but it was like I was committed to the it, train wreck. Oh yeah, you were there. It was ready. I, to I go. was not having any of Wishney's crap. I I had butted heads with him a couple of other like little moments, you know, but that was the, the that one design jury was the the, the big time. Mm-hmm. And then I of think... course the, the last thing that's happened already this year that just completely hurt me to my soul was my very favorite author 
died. Live customer. Okay, and that then, sounds he, familiar. He, he writes a whole bunch of adventure novels. A couple of them made into really horrible movies. Uh, it's like, <laughs> you know, he he's... All right, let me see. How well do you know, Matthew? What's one of my favorite hobbies that doesn't involve family? Or drinking? Oh, wow. Uh, Scuba diving? Scuba diving. Yeah. Clive Cussler. That's where I got into scuba diving. Reading his books. Clive said, you want to go scuba diving with me? Pretty much. His, uh, his main book series revolves around this mythical, which is actually a real company, uh, nonprofit now called NUMA, National Underwater Marine Agency. And it's a government, you know, agency that manages everything water related. And of course, they end up being the, the heroes that save the earth, you know, over and over again by miraculously being in the right spot on the globe at exactly the right minute to save the day. <laughs> and, you know, everything is underwater. And, and, you know, reading those books years and years ago just got me so excited about wanting to go scuba diving. And then when I finally had my chance, it, so, you know, three, three of the most influential non-family members in my life died already this year. It's like, really? I'm just scared to ask the world what's next so i'm not good plan <laughs> he was from aurora illinois just mm -hmm. like wayne from wayne's world wayne and garth Swing. <laughs> wow he found 60 underwater wrecks yeah uh, found he, them he, discovered he, them yeah Including uh, the, the RMS Carpathia, which was the ship that uh, was the first to uh, reach the Titanic survivors. Yeah. I think he also found the Hunley. Yes. Uh, which which was one of the, oh, I think it was a Confederate submarine. Yeah. It was the first submarine to sink an enemy vessel. Yeah. During the, and it happened during the, the Civil War. And the uh, Manassas, the first ironclad of the Civil War. So it was, you know, and I've, I've lost track of how many Kessler books I own. So, oh, yeah. It's like, it's... Now, luckily, he was smart enough to do the Tom Clancy thing, and that is, like, build a whole cadre of other authors who are clinging to his name to make some sort of money. And um, so I know the books will continue, but it's like, really? Come on. And he wasn't that old either. He was still in his 60s. When he died? Mm hmm. It says he was 88. Well, it's the new 60. <laughs> Almost 90 is the new 60. Almost 90, yeah. <laughs> the closer I approach that, the more true that is. Yes, his, uh, his Jack Ryan is uh, called Dirk Pitt. Dirk Pitt, man, he's a beast. And then Dirk's best buddy is Al Giordano. Oh, he was an Eagle Scout. Is that why you were into Scouts? And it's it, well, uh, <laughs> specifically why I'm into scouts, but uh, there is a common theme through all of his books where he drops little scout references, and and it's always in obviously a positive light. Uh, it was Neil Peart that was still in his 60s, excuse me. It says yeah, Dirk is like the guy everybody wants to be. It says he decided to start writing basically because he was bored. His wife took a night job 
and yeah. uh and he was bored in the evenings so he just started writing yeah he's a big plastic car collector too and, oh, those yeah? are, and those always have some sort of element in his stories i mean yeah it, his his stories are, are definitely formulatic and you kind of know how things are gonna no formulatic i've heard it both ways uh, both ways. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, there's not a lot of mystery in how everything is going to turn out, uh, but there's still just a lot of fun. And uh, there's there's some where some of the storylines cross, you know, they have crossover books. Uh, it was funny. I was reading one uh, from what they call the Oregon Files, and in that, they interact with Dirk Pitt. And then I was reading the next book I picked up was the, the Dirk Pitt side of the same scene. So <laughs> it was it was kind of funny to see those those storylines cross over. But you know. And he always has a cameo in the book. Uh as himself? Yes. Yes. Uh Dirk always runs into the Cussler somewhere, somehow, and uh, you know, he usually has his little Dachshund dog with him, and somehow he provides a little bit of help. You know, and there's usually some tongue-in-cheek about, yeah, that guy looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, he just, uh, it's campy, but it's fun. Yeah, three of my heroes, man. <sighs> Does this mean we're getting old? No. No, 50 is the new 20. <laughs> sure. Let's, it is. let's hope so, because I see it on the horizon. Yeah, al- almost 50 is the new 20. Yeah. Happy birthday to me tomorrow. That's right. Oh, hey. Go for you people who are listening on Wednesday. Ding. I was going to, I brought you a present, but you declined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a prick like that. Well, I don't know about that, just in general. I found myself actually in in a discussion on Twitter with a friend who's only known me for, you know, basically like a year and a half. And I was like, I was really, really different in high school. I was recounting things that happened to me in high school. And I was like, people like I, I have no interest in going back to any of my high school class reunion reunions or anything like that. But I also found myself thinking, you know what, if I went back there, most of these people wouldn't recognize me. Well, um, you, Craig Campbell, goes because you living, are a living, madman. Uh, living, you and your friends did to that cow. I want to party with you. Calm down. <laughs> living, living in a big city, RPGs, and then doing the Renaissance Fair and improvisation and all that kind of stuff. Like, like my personality is hugely different than it was in high school. When you were a band geek. When I was a band geek and a studious, <laughs> like yeah, I was just I was you know. I was a nerd. <laughs> I'm still a nerd, but I'm like a I different kind of nerd. I was, I was very small and self-contained at the time. I don't know how to describe it. I was like, I'm, I would, would, would you say I have a big personality? Like I'm not, I'm not timid no. by any means. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm outgoing and not afraid to say what I feel. You know, I don't know. You're definitely not me. I was, I was, I, meek, I don't know if that's the right word, but that's probably pretty damn close. 
I was pretty timid in high school. I was low. I was really low key. I was just like, I'm just going to sit here and try to avoid notice. Just get through this. Stay under the radar and don't get any on you. Yeah. That was me in middle school. And then I, and I, I was my counterpart. Yeah, I was small town and very, you know, narrow, yeah. narrow beliefs on a lot, a lot of things. And cheese and Packers. I mean, what else is there to talk about? And I went to college and I suddenly like, oh, I'm surrounded by people that are very different than me. And I'm going to Rocky Horror Picture Show. And, I, you know, I got it into a variety of different social circles and eventually did the Renaissance Fair where I learned like how you can be creative about things that aren't just school. And I don't know. There's a lot of there's a I, I think I'm quite a bit different. I don't know how to describe it to really sum it up very well, but I don't I think I'm. I'm not that guy anymore. And frankly, I just, I don't care to see those people again. <laughs> yeah. Adair was asking me why I skipped out on my 25th high school reunion. It's like, cause the people I like, I actually talked to by choice. <laughs> me too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, last time I talked to, uh, mentioned uh, talking to somebody from high school. <laughs> so that, that that's no nobody well that's that's not entirely true i had one 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 guy jeff one friend in high school who i was actually pretty tight with and our, our paths just you know they diverged and we haven't really stayed in touch um as far as people in my class go um and there were a couple of other people that i got along with okay but most of my class was just kind of yeah that's fine you've got a lot of notions about who i am and you can just have those notions and i'll sit quietly over here until we get the hell out of here So, are you going to send me that second picture or what? I thought I did. So, what email? The same one. I got the 1.691 ounces of pure joy. Okay. 1.69 ounces. Okay. It, it okay. It showed up just okay. just now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good. I mean, seriously, you know, and, and actually having kids who have had the, that stupid little plastic car thing, that's not, <laughs> oh, that's not that far out of stretch. I've seen them get some speed on those things. <laughs> Especially downhill. No kidding. We used to have a little pink Barbie Jeep that had a, you know, it was a little car battery in it, a little motor. He was all and... hopped up on cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Just hammered on <laughs> robotism. That <laughs> children's aspirin was just woo. You crunch that up and freebase that. I mean, I'm telling you, facing children's aspirin, <laughs> <laughs> snorting it with one of those crazy straws. I'm telling you, man, it's show and tell. That gets real. <laughs>
snorting it through a crazy straw. Like it takes five seconds to get it there. Yeah. It's not just, it's just, it's not just, you know, it's. <laughs> and then you got to wait. Oh, we... And then, oh, nah, see, that's the secret to juice boxes. It comes with a straw. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's much better with a crazy straw, though. I like the idea of the little yeah, kid little... really having to work for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, that's why it takes them like 18 a, times to get the straw into the box. This is, the seven, this is the seven loop crazy straw. <laughs> the kid go doesn't ahead. have a crazy go straw ahead. or a juice box. What's he rolling up instead of a dollar bill? Uh... Like Monopoly money. <laughs> well, that's the go-to, right? Yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, what other little pieces of paper would a kid have? I don't know. Kids don't have paper anymore. Not anymore. No. I mean, construction paper. Yeah, he's got a rolled up piece of construction paper that's like a half inch diameter. Because <laughs> if you roll it any tighter than that, it'll fold and crinkle on you. Although they they are uh, cutting the lines with a credit card on the face of the screen of their smartphone, probably, yeah. and then yeah. using the crazy straw or the juice yeah. box straw. <laughs> cutting cutting it on like the little kid tablet, you know, like the big fat thing with the rubber edges. <laughs> For when you drop it, right? It's got the yeah, the indestructible case on it. Yeah, they're, they're cutting it on that. <laughs> now they they go into the little plastic kitchen setup. <laughs> sure. Hey man, let's go get baked in the kitchen. Yeah, they're 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 baking like uh edibles in the uh in the easy bake oven. <laughs> <laughs> they get the munchies. Hey man, make another cake. Dude, the light bulb's dead. What are we going to do? <laughs> hey, this light bright will work if we put all of them in. Just just get one out of one of the one of the lights and uh, one of the lamps in your house. I can't, man. They're all LED. <laughs> How long is this kid taking? <laughs> I did the conversion on my calculator on my smart, on my kid tablet. And uh, it, with this uh, LED 60-watt equivalent bulb, it's going to take... Uh, 12 days. <laughs> but we're using 4% less energy. Well, that's fine. I'll start snorting through the seven loop crazy no. straw now. <laughs> it's a race. <laughs> All right. Should we start now? Might as well. We've used up our best material. <laughs> well, we'll just, uh, when we run out of stuff to talk about in the middle of the show, We'll say, okay, now now here's where we clip in the part from the beginning, <laughs> from before we were recording. It's a non-linear episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll pop back for the Kevin question in the outro. Okay. Yeah. All right. Like a Tarantino episode. Yeah, right? hey. Yeah. Tell the story out of order. Why is this guy alive again? Didn't he get shot? <laughs> except, yeah, except nobody died in this case. Well, the episode's not over, my friend. It's it's Pulp Burger. Question. We have a a Kevin question. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Are you ready? Sure. One forty-two question. As I was walking down the street one day, a man came up to me and asked me what the time was that was on my watch. And I said, 
Does anybody Does really anybody know really what, time, know it what time it is? Does anybody, Does anybody really, really care? About time. Does that answer make me the biggest asshole in the world? Thanks, no. Kevin. What is no. that from, Matthew? Obviously, yes, because I didn't even wait for the question to be finished to do the same thing, and I am one of the world's biggest assholes. So, yes, but you are, did... in fact, in my class. That is a song by Chicago. Where Kevin lives. Yes. So, no, you did exactly the right thing. Uh, that reminds me of a, uh, and this was me being an ass in Scouts, which didn't happen often, but uh, we have this thing called University of Scouting where there's tons and tons of different classes. And a lady walked up to me and because I was on staff and she says, she was kind of frantic. She was running late and she says, can you please tell me where the geocaching class is? And I said, you have to find it and walked off. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Thank you. Thank you. So, yes, yes, you are. Welcome to the club. It's great. Now, see, it's so much fun. I didn't even know that that was a uh, song lyric that he was quoting. And my answer was going to be, um, spe- speaking as someone who is a big asshole, um, no, not at all. Not even close. No, there's there's a lot of headroom there. Reminds me of the time I went into Office Depot and a very helpful gentleman came up to me and asked me if he could help me find something. And I said, yes, I'm looking for my youthful idealism. And he looked puzzled. And I said, well, if you can't find that, can you can you help me find some creativity? And, and he kept staring at me. And I said, well, well now I'm going to need some patience because I'm running out of that. <laughs> and at, at this point, he finally realized that I was just being me mm-hmm. and laughed. And we chatted for a second. And I said, not really. Can you, can you show me where the clocks are? And as he pointed and opened his mouth, I said, because I'm always running out of time. (laughs) 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 He just shrugged and walked off. It's like, yep, okay. Welcome to the world. Bad joke, quadfecta. Good Lord, man. (laughs) That would take some time and patience to set it up, though. Or you spend a bunch of time planning it, like you had that in your hip pocket, ready to go. Of course it is, man. But since we're nearing the end of the episode, um, it, can I can I give a shout out here? Oh yeah, sure. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to my sock monkeys, uh, the cadre of, of of colleagues and guys I've worked with for years, and and I know they listen to the show, and and uh, you know I, I really appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. So tame sock monkey rules, and uh, got a little tribute for you. Is that my cue? That's your cue. That's the appropriate time I mentioned. So just imagine me dancing in a unitard with leg warmers. Someone burn my eyes. Yes. You're all maniacs. All right, that's fine. Oh. That's good. Okay. That's our form of Rick rolling. <laughs> okay. Can I answer the Kevin question? <laughs> oh. Oh, Craig's still on the show. I forgot. He's so meek and timid. I am. Um, Kevin, uh, 
Does that you make you the biggest asshole in the world? No, it does not. You know how I know that? Because your name is Kevin, and it's not Brian Wishney. <gasps> what? <laughs> to be honest, for, for anybody who's wondering, I'm, I've been over it for a very long time, but mm -hmm. it's, it's been fun to, to bring him up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about Brian Wishney in years. Mr. Wishney, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> Probably dead. <laughs> Or he's all ponytail. He might maybe, be all ponytail now. Maybe he strangled himself with his ponytail. I don't know. He wasn't terribly old when I, when I was in school. I, I imagine he's probably, I don't know, 60-ish. Which is the new 34. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he can break that to metric. <laughs> sure. How many milliliters is that? Yeah. So 1.691. <laughs> Oh, that's ounces. Oh, ounces to 50 milliliters. Oh, like yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Good thing I'm not in the space program. <laughs> You'd be crashing into the surface of everything. Especially your anus. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> Is hey, that the episode title? Your anus <laughs> really put the ass in astronomy. He did bring the joke full sphincters. Full circle. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway matthew yes thank you you're welcome for, yes uh, thank you on thank the you phone yes and thank you for the uh 1.691 ounces <laughs> sorry whenever i hear you say one point i assume something gonna it's be gonna be gigawatts yeah. you know why not of uh saint augustine's finest Yes, and you know where the rest of the bottle is, so come on over Ooh. and help me finish it. I do know where you... St. Augustine's finest. Yeah. Somewhere there's a St. Augustine police officer listening to this. Wait a second. I bust my ass out there. <laughs> At least they didn't say it was a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that fire department. Because all, all police departments hate all fire yeah. departments. Those... That's what television has taught me. Yeah. Those hose jockeys. <laughs> but, and from the other side of it, the fire the firefighters saying bunch of pencil pushers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for joining us. Yes, yes thank um, you. Mike. Craig. Where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And you can go to nerdburgergames.com to see the game stuff and uh, pop over to Kickstarter for the Capers Offworld Kickstarter right now. It's rolling along. We're hitting stretch goals. It's, by the time you're listening to this, only about 25% over. It's going to keep going. It's going to keep making Craig check the website. Click Refresh. Click refresh. Oh, I forgot to ask. Um, can we finish the news segment? Can we? I'm just saying, did we finish it? I know we kind of interrupted it. I. It sounds like we did. Okay. Why? I'm just curious. I don't have an outro blurb for you now because I got inter interrupted and it threw my whole rhythm off. So, all right, or, what's your news, Matthew? The rhythm method is a great song. <laughs>
it's not a real song. (laughs) (laughs) He's making that up. All right, so what's your um, news item? Since no, this I, is the Quentin I, Tarantino episode. I kind of jumped on top of you guys with your news. I wanted to make sure that you were all newsed out. I think Craig had something else. I've always got more news, but uh, don't yeah. worry about it. We'll okay. just yeah, push it to next week. It doesn't matter. It'll still be news then. It's news to somebody. Somewhere. Well, considering what's dominating the news nowadays, there's a lot of stuff that people are going like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> because like all they ever check out now is... Oh, the Earth blew up. When the hell did that happen? Yeah, you know, when the when did the moon cracked in half? I didn't, <laughs> what? No, that's fake news. I think that would be important to know. Yeah, what does that do to the tides? <laughs> well, now my riptide is all screwed up. Are there twice as many waves? Does that make the moon the prince of tides? Prince and princess. There'll be two of them. Ooh. It could be two princes. Uh, or two princesses. Mm-hmm. Princess. Yeah. That's a great song, too. What? Two princes is a song. Yeah, I know. It's it's by a terrible band, though. <laughs> but you know what it is. So <laughs> Somebody owns the album. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> it just got played to death. If the moon got broken, would it be the... Astrological body formerly known as Prince? Uh, you're really, really, really reaching. reaching. Stick with the dad jokes. Stick with the dad jokes. Try, try not to do the, the, the kind of the nerdy smart stuff. jokes. Yeah, that's, that's just not working for you. Avoid anything intelligent? That's well, why I'm here. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that reminds me, Jerk Dad is a sound effect I'm missing. Jerk Dad! I can send that to you. Please do. They're not talking to me anymore, so I don't have any jerk ass news. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> talking to me anymore. One of them still lives with you, right? I think. Okay. I R- think rumor you, has it. You see evidence of <laughs> this person uh, in your house, but you don't actually see them. I, I see cup of noodles, styrofoam cups laying around the house at different times of the day, so I'm guessing yes. Yeah. They've been, they've been self-quarantining for eight months. It's been self-quarantining for 12 years. Staying away from dad. <laughs> it's just nothing. I don't even think he knows what's going on. Hey, what's <laughs> happening? Jeez. Does this now become the official longest outro in the history of Nurburger? Uh, there's no guarantee that Mike's going to keep this all in there. No. Oh. He usually looks for a spot where it's like, and stinger, and then mm-hmm. that's it. It's like three minutes into the episode. Although I might just dump all that stuff from the beginning in the middle, ran- <laughs> randomly. Really confuse the, the the listeners. Like I'll put did some, I, I'll put some, me, you know, like me, surf metal in there. Me think a minute. Did I say anything that I'm <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed to say? Did I? I'm trying to think back. What did we talk about? What <laughs> we talked about kids doing. No problem. I have no problem with any of those jokes. Making <laughs> munchies with an easy bake oven. I mean, yeah. Snorting, snorting crushed up baby aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> crazy straws. <laughs> oh, there's nothing bad there. No, not at all. No, I'm perfectly fine with all that going in there. Okay. That's okay. 
noted. Like I didn't say anything about like, you know, Hitler was awesome. I didn't say anything like that. Like, well, show title. <laughs> no. Craig says. Context. How is it good in context? Use Nazi know. in a complimentary sentence. Yeah. They, uh, Look at those two, two nice, nice Nazis. Nazis. Obesity was at its lowest straight during Nazi Germany. That's a good thing. Uh, literacy was high. Uh, Ammunition sales were off the charts. Dissension was low. There were, a lot of was happy. there were a lot of factory jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey. Unemployment. Can't be all bad. I mean, thanks to him, we don't have that stupid mustache anymore. I mean, that's a fashion thing. That, that ridiculous name is a vogue. Has yeah. been for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, hey, it's not all bad. How many Adolfs do you think there are out, out there in the world right now? How many people that just refuse to give up that name because it's a family name? Seven. Seven of them. Yeah. All in one family. Yeah. I'm, they all get together. A great a great great grandfather mm. and then a great and then a dad and then like a kid and then a couple of cousins well it, it's all in one family funny but not funny the the swastika is a take on an old ancient indian symbol oh yeah yeah and you know Nazis i'm, 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 tour, I'm touring you know i'm in india and i see you know i see it all over the place and at first like <gasps> and then it's like okay well Things are flipped the other way, and this is where it started. But it's like, dude, do you really want to push that thing? I understand it's yours first, but hey, it's like, hey, we gave up the mustache. You guys can give up that. <laughs> Nobody's running around with a chaplain anymore. I know. <laughs> Poor Charlie Chaplin. I'd like to, I'd like to shave my mustache like Charlie Chaplin. You realize that also looks like I know, I know. I'm just going to call it a chaplain, though. But it's gonna look like. But I'm gonna call it a chaplain. It's a chaplain. But my hair is curly and I'm disheveled. <laughs> I'm not in a military <laughs> outfit with a. I've got a wicker cane. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I have my mustache like that if I carry a wicker cane with me all the time. And I walk around pretending like I'm about to fall. And I point my feet in two opposite directions. Mm-hmm. And when I walk, I'll, I'll wobble. <laughs> hey, look! It's silly Hitler. <laughs> he did a whole movie about that. <laughs> Silly. All right. Oh, yes, gentlemen. <laughs> On that note, I I really think we kind of yeah. Yep. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your uh, port bourbon. Thank you, sir. I will. As always, fabulous. I look forward to being back in the studio when the pandemic is over. Or we're all dead, so it really doesn't matter. And we're when we're not bringing germs over to Mike and Allison's house. Yeah, I, yeah, that's fine. They have a dog. We're dog just bringing over just, when we're just bringing over the regular germs. That's right, right. the ones that we normally have. You know, that, the every like, the everyday germs, not the special germs. The ones, the ones that come matter. on your floor pancake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or your toothbrush. <laughs> really go for a floor pancake. <laughs> floor pancake. All right. Thank yep. you guys. Be good. Bye. See you bye. Bye. Bye.